0: burglar broke into a dark house and shined his flashlight around looking for valuables. He spotted a CD player and so he went over toward that and started unhooking it. And he heard this strange disembodied voice that said, Jesus is watching you. And of course, you know, he's scared. He turned off his flashlight and he looked around. And he was still for a minute. He says, thank you, Jack. And he... He turned on his light again because he didn't see anything. He didn't hear anything. And so then he saw a DVD player, and so he started unhooking that. And he heard the same strange disembodied voice. Jesus is watching you. And this time, he, took, he kept his flashlight on and he shined it around, and it finally landed in the corner on a parrot. And he said, did you say that? Yes. I'm just warning you, he's watching you. Oh, okay, well, who in the world are you? And the parrot says, Moses. <laughs> and the burglar said, who in the world would name a parrot Moses? And the parrot said, the same ones who would name a Rottweiler, Jesus. Jesus. Well, there were others who also didn't have trouble naming their little man Jesus. A young couple from Nazareth had been instructed almost a year earlier. They didn't have to go through the naming, the guessing game of what shall we name our son or daughter. They knew it was going to be a son. They knew his name would be Jesus, which means he saves Jesus would be called by other names as well. A few weeks after his birth, his parents take him to Jerusalem to fulfill the rituals of their religion. And while at the temple, they are approached by this devout man named Simeon. Hopefully you've met someone devout like Simeon. He and God had such a tight relationship. That when God's Holy Spirit nudged him toward the temple that day, he had enough sense and intuition to know that that's what he needed to do, was to go to the temple. So can you imagine Mary and Joseph's surprise when this man took their baby into his arms and called him God's salvation and light Light for the Gentiles and glory for the Jews. Earlier, we learned that he would also be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. These names would describe both who Jesus is and what he does. <coughs> My sister is a type A personality who loves making lists. She has a grocery list, a to-do list, a prayer list, probably many others. In the spirit of Native Americans who were given descriptive names such as Howling Wolf or Laughing Maiden, my sister's friend suggested her name could be Running List. It's who she is and it's what she does. There had been a time when Israel called God by names such as Savior, Rock, Fortress, and Provider. Their covenant with God was that God would be their God, their only God, and they would be God's people. Early in the book of Isaiah, we learn of Israel's unfaithfulness, Though God had been faithful to them, they had ventured toward other gods. Around the 6th century BC, their temple had been destroyed, and many of them had been captured and taken away to Babylon. That's early in Isaiah. In today's passage, 61, written much later, we forego the country western style of song about wandering eyes and cheating hearts. And we turn to the Christmas song of comfort and joy and hope. Despite Israel's unfaithfulness, God wants reconciliation. Like a starry eyed bride and groom arriving in love under the wedding canopy, creating, about to create a new family, so shall. Their life be one of hope, like a garden with shoots springing forth from what looked like dead ground. So the Lord will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations, not just the Jews, but all the nations. Israel shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. Among them, You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. God's people would be sparkling, radiant, cherished, and held lovingly in God's hand. We need this word of newness and hope right now after Christmas. Maybe we haven't been unfaithful to God, but the holidays bring on the gamut of emotions and there is a collective exhale when they pass. The exhale may be one of relief or sadness or disappointment or pleasure. What words name your emotions today? Think for yourself. Some radio stations slammed the door on Christmas at midnight on December 25th when they switched from a month of seasonal music back to secular music. It's not quite as sudden for the rest of us, and so it's good that the church calendar reminds us that Christmas is a season, more than one block on the wall calendar. I don't know how old I was, but I was pretty old when I realized that there really were 12 days of Christmas. It wasn't just a song with all these crazy images. We'll celebrate Christmas today. We celebrate it next week, too, as we consider the wise men coming and bringing their gifts to the home of young Jesus. So it's a season of transition. And in it, we have time to reflect on names, Whether or not we liked things the way they were, they will not be that way again. The economy is different. Our families are different. We are different because of our experiences. And yet Christmas continues because we have hope. Because God gives us new names, too. What descriptive name would you take on as we pass through the Christmas season and look forward into a new year? Back in the 11th grade, I was given the opportunity to rename myself. It was a new year in French class, and we had before us a list of French names that, from which we could choose to be called by our teacher and by the others in our class. Some of the students had French parallels for their names, like Bill in the class, William, would translate to Guillaume, so that's the name he took on. My best buddy in the class was Kim Lashley, Kirk's daughter, and she chose the name Colette, because it started with the same sound, Kim and Colette. So I sort of did the same thing, too. I chose the name Danielle, uh, because there's no Donna in French. And it was an interesting experience choosing a name for myself. I felt a little like I was disrespecting my parents' choice of of my name. And at the same time, there was an excitement and a newness, a promise in being able to establish my own identity. Isaiah says, you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. What would you like your new name to be? I'll let you think while I take a drink of water. As a result of poor planning, a man named Dennis from Katy, Texas, needed some same-day dry cleaning before he left on a trip. He remembered one store with a huge sign, One Hour Dry Cleaners, on the other side of town. So he drove out, Out of his way to drop off his suit. After filling out the tag, he told the clerk, I need this in an hour. And she said, I can't get this back to you until Thursday. He said, I thought you did dry cleaning in one hour. No, she replied, that's just the name of the store. Inside, outside. What name would you describe, would you, would you take on that would describe both who you are inside, who you are outside? Or perhaps who you want to become. Sometimes we live into our names. Think of some of the names that God gives us. We are named accepted. We are named embraced, we are named forgiven, we are named no longer slave but child and heir, what name would you write on your imaginary name tag in preparation for the year ahead, think beyond yourself too about others who need to know something new about God. Consider what you might do to help name them. Your name is cherished. Your name is radiance. Your name is a new creature. The letter to the Galatians that's quoted at the top of your bulletin <coughs> excuse me, reminds us that Jesus gives God a new name. For Jesus, God is not distant or vengeful, but close and compassionate. And so Jesus calls God Abba, which translated from the Aramaic means, for us, Daddy, not just Father. Jesus calls God Father in lots of other places, but here we're told that Jesus calls God Daddy. And like any good daddy wants to draw out the best in us, so does God. And God wants to help us live up to our name as his child and heir. Our attempts at living up to these names could be our gift to God for this Christmas season. We've received plenty already. What then can we give to God? Let's pray. Guide us, O generous Lord, into living up to the names that you have given to us, names of hope, names of love, names of strength, Teach us to be more like Jesus each day. We pray in the name of him whom we also call Savior, Master, Messiah, and Lord. Amen.